What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast about sequels, reboots, adaptations, anything that Hollywood has already done and will do again until we die. And there's no better example of that this week than a sequel to a property from the 90s that is crammed with more IP than Ready Player One and Roger Rabbit combined. Of course, I'm talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy, and I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is my co-host, Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. So, Terrence, do you want to jam and <laughs> slam? Come and ride this train and ride because it. <laughs> I have a place for you. So, yeah. of course... After 25 years, we now have the yeah. sequel to the beloved. I guess I love it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna be like the, the first one. <laughs> the beloved classic Space Jam. The Looney Tunes meet Michael Jordan and hijinks ensue. A basketball game to save the universe in 1996, released by Warner Brothers because you know the rights. And uh, after that, we've just been trying to catch this in a bottle. We spawned some TV shows. Looney Tunes have been around in pop culture for years, but we had, you know, before we talk about this show, the, the many failed attempts at doing it again. We had a Space Jam 2 that Michael Jordan was going to do and then just simply never signed on for. We had Skate Jam with Tony Hawk that never came to fruition. We had a racing movie, a golf movie, and then Back in Action came out and it ruined any hope oh, of so us ever seeing. Everything. <laughs> so, you know, we're, uh, we're geriatric millennials, you and I. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we have to first talk about Space Jam. Yeah. Terrence, it's, tell me about Space Jam. It's funny because you and I, while the millennial gap, or, or range is very wide and it's weird because we both fit in it but i'm on the, the the older side of it all so the first space jam came out around that time where i thought i was too cool for school like i didn't care about the cartoon stuff anymore like i 96 i was in i was entering high school and so i did not twofold i didn't care about this movie one because looney tunes while i still love the cartoons and i thought they were amazing and i was still into tiny tunes i wasn't actively going to a theater to watch a cartoon and two as a person from Detroit, Michigan, my love for Michael Jordan was very, very low. <laughs> and so there's a twofold part. I was like, I just, this just didn't interest me. I was more interested in the soundtrack than I was the- uh, Well, that's the, because the, the soundtrack was better than the movie. It's amazing. Soundtrack is fantastic. Um, a bit problematic now. <laughs> there's a you song- You know, you take one issue. song out of there and I think <laughs> yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I did not see this until late. And I saw it and I was like, wait, do people really enjoy this? Because- this is not, for me, was not that good. Like if I'm looking at a structure as a film, I'm like, this is basically an extended commercial is what this feels like. It's like, all right, Nike and Warner Brothers, like, cool, let's just make a, a long form commercial. And that's what they did. And I did not think the movie was that good, especially when you have stuff like that, Who Framed Roger Rabbit that exists, that handled this in a, a lot better of mixing live action with animation. Uh, cool World, not so much, but, but um I did not have the affinity for this movie that a lot of people do. And it's a small window where they get a slightly younger and they just it just hits at the correct and right time that it sort of became this big thing. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who look on this film with rose colored glasses now and like, oh, this movie is so good. I don't know 
I think you're one of them. I think you enjoy this film. But I, for me, this movie did not hold that much weight for me. So when I think about it, I don't think about it like, oh, there's no way you should redo this or you should try to recapture that lightning in the bottom. Like, hey, let's give it a shot. If it works, cool. Contrary to popular belief, I love this movie. First, I was going to rip off a turn of nerds bit, but I don't think I'm going to be able to put the Chicago Bulls walkout song into this podcast. So say, I, I, that's a, a huge, lay. that's a lot of money. Contrary to popular belief, we are not going to introduce the 1996 Chicago Bulls. I am from Chicago, Illinois, sir. I was a child of the 90s who went to the Warner Brothers store every week at Old Orchard Mall in Skokie before I enjoyed Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen on that ball court every single time I could. And this movie was the cataclysm of what I believed was the entire year universe because when you are nine your city is all you have <laughs> yeah and i wasn't nine i was seven so like i don't know my street corner this movie was great it it brought in some of the best needle drops we've ever seen in a movie the soundtrack is unstoppable it's amazing yeah. we see michael jordan a superstar legend at his lowest point as a baseball player in a very modest multi-bedroom suburban home modest compared to what we'll get to in a minute and yeah. now unaccessible to people our age but that's not what we're here to do the monsters were great you had bugs bunny doing the stuff you had bill murray, bill murray doing a... all of his jokes wayne knight wayne was knight was great he was and, good in this movie yeah. and you're right it was a commercial but it was hilarious <laughs> he comes in because it was mocking the commercial aspects of michael jordan you had wayne knight just doing this tirade of well we'll stop and get a big mac out of the way so grab your hanes and grab your and we just went on and on and on yeah. uh, hilarious we had bugs bunny mocking him for not being a basketball player anymore when he claimed to be a baseball player incredible coming in at just under 90 minutes it is a tight film with Quick. no discernible lesson or moral michael jordan in this movie literally doesn't want to play basketball he doesn't discover the love of the game when he's with the tunes he instead returns the power to his nba stars who are like i bet he can't even play anymore and then we smash cut to the 1996 championship Word. as if the only reason he wanted to play again was because this white man had the audacity <laughs> to say that michael play? jordan couldn't play the game and and if anyone knows mike and his 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 competitiveness i'm not entirely sure this wasn't done solely for that purpose <laughs> he's like yo you said what cool i'm gonna make was... an entire movie that shows you that's incorrect. And then I'm going to destroy you on the court for the next. You've got a years. catcher on the other team telling him to swing and not swing. He's so bad at baseball, but his, his combating with the monsters is not what brings him back to it. It's petty locker room hijinks. That and then we can't just cut to him getting ready to play. We have to cut to one of the most legendary NBA runs of all time. I don't think I'm just saying that as a casual fan, you would no. know better than the, I would. The, the 96, the run with Rodman and them is they were winning like 72 games a year for, for, the, for those couple of years. They were the greatest team that has ever been assembled. Like, it was already good. Before his retirement, the first time, the Bulls were good. Like, they were a competitive team. They had the Horace Grant era. Like, that was a good team. When you put Rodman on there, you're like, oh, well, we can't do anything with these guys. So, yes, they were significantly, like, better at that point in time. And so this was, like I said, Jordan competitive. If someone's telling him he can't do something, and he went to baseball and he's like, I'm trying to try this. It's not working. So when I go back to knowing what I can do and I will beat the living shit out of you for the next five years. 
I mean, it has a touching opening with his dad. This is a piece of Americana. Danny DeVito is running a broken down theme park with yeah. small monsters that grow. It's amazing. <laughs> it's classic it's definitely Looney a product. Yes, it's definitely a product of the time. And like Looney Tunes at that point, we're still at a high. Like you were still getting Looney Tunes video games. Oh, Terrence, I could buy Tweety Bird saying, yeah. do you want to fuck with me on the back of a leather jacket? Correct. Like I was like, a badass. cool hip hop Looney Tunes. You had. would have thought that the jacket show. Terminator 2 got would have been having that on the back. I mean, yeah, Bugs like, Bunny had crisscross jeans on correct. and backwards hats. Oh my time. God, like, we're had, all terrible. You had Taz having his own show, the Tiny Tunes. Like it was a great time if you love these type of cartoons. Um, which is why it's a bit it's a bit weird that we're getting Space Jam now because I feel like what the Looney Tunes currently are it's not even close to the comparison like there's generations who don't know who these characters are well I don't think we're trying to do the Looney Tunes now I mean we are because HBO Max has a show and there there's always been like the Muppets, there's always kind of been an attempt to bring the Looney Tunes back. Mm -hmm. There was back in action. There was Looney Tunes, the show. There have been video games and comics and Elmer Fudd fought Batman and Lex Luthor and Daffy Duck and Martian the Manhunter with Mar with Marvin the Martian. These are incredible crossovers that, yeah. all that DC did. So they've always kind of been around. And I, I don't think we're so much trying to do the Looney Tunes now as we're just trying to do Space Jam as a brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's evident because Warner Brothers does not give a shit about who's in this movie. The Looney Tunes are completely irrelevant to this <laughs> to this film. Uh, I know that they're using them in the ads and all this, but I think that's just off of nostalgia. We don't get the Looney Tunes in this A New Legacy till about, what, 30 35 minutes 27 minutes yeah so 30 minutes into the movie we don't get the looney tunes and then when we do because it just felt like because they're like the warner brothers heads were sitting there like there's a generations who don't know who these looney tunes characters are but you know who they do know they know batman they know wonder woman they know harry potter Let's baby jane every other ip we humanly have to put some type of recognition that somebody in one of these audiences is going to be like i know that one that one i know Ah, uh, yes. If there's one thing the kids love today, it's Pennywise, Baby Jane, and the Clockwork Orange Gang, I'm, I'm as well as Casablanca and other characters that the, I couldn't the, the even The Nun recognize. from the Devils, which is a banned film. Like, I don't know how these things end up in this movie. For, for a studio that was like, hey, we're going to actively remove the sexually aggressive French uh, skunk from the movie. Pepe Le Pew is going to be gone, but we're going to put the clown that murders kids and these group of people from Clockwork Orange who have sexually assaulted a woman in this movie. But we're gonna take out the skunk because that's the problem. So I wanna go back and, and really kind of compare these two movies and then posit the question of why. Uh, in, in, in Space Jam, as I said, we're introduced to a Michael Jordan who is just awful. He is bad at baseball. His family is kind of whatever. We met his like loving dad who wanted him to be the best he could be. He's down on his luck. Nobody wants to work with him. Wayne Knight is babysitting him in a shitty car when he goes back to his home. In Space Jam, A New Legacy, we are introduced to LeBron James, the king. Yeah. And we are introduced to him first with a puke green Game Boy that then develops Game Boy Color... 
graphics in the background, which we don't need to be annoyed too much by that. But I am furious about it (laughs) Um, for many reasons. Yeah. But we we got Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. It's a great more love. Yeah. (laughs) By doing this, we've established that LeBron James knows the tunes and that they're around. Uh, His dad then, instead of being loving and supportive, is like, throw that Game Boy out. And if you're not good at basketball, I will disown you. (laughs) So we already are starting the movie in very similar ways. Mm -hmm. The father that made the son. And in one, we have a loving dad who was supportive and helpful. And in the other corner, I don't know LeBron James's story that well, and I'm not going to presume to know anything about his dad. I hope that this was a fictional character and not how LeBron James thinks of his father. It's interesting. I, I honestly don't know. Like the, the majority of the press and love for LeBron comes towards his mother. Like his mother has been present and his mother is always around. I don't know much about his father. So I don't know. If, I don't know if this is a one-to-one of what really happens. Um, the, the family life that exists when he becomes adult is a sort of a, uh, a one-to-one of what he has in real life like his wife his kid like the number of kids the boys they are about the same um but i i don't know if the father part of it is but it's weird because like you're right when he <laughs> we then go on this run of showing the highlights of real life lebron in this film and you're like oh okay so he put down all the the child things and he grew up to be this this adult but in doing so the word on the, the movie keeps having is like he doesn't know how to have fun and that's what they keep saying over and over again. Like, oh, you don't know how to Like Space Jam 1 does the same thing. It's a montage of Michael Jordan's greatness yeah. for the title credits. It's a montage of LeBron James' greatness. But we now see in this world that it's like, well, Michael did it because his dad loved him. And LeBron didn't because his ass would have been beat if he wasn't the single <laughs> if greatest, the greatest player basketball player of yeah. all time yeah. and you're not yeah because michael jordan's out there <laughs> that's a different debate that i don't have that's a whole different yeah that's for, a different combo but it's mj <laughs> i don't care if it's chicago bias i don't care if i haven't watched a basketball game in years it's fucking michael jordan uh yeah. those rings baby this movie we're gonna prove it in this movie because yeah. then we meet lebron james who is not in a humble home he's no. in a house with a robot that when he yells ball it launches a ball at him the ball. we are in a, a what looks it's like a, a levitating basketball yeah. court like i don't know what world he's at i feel like it's on a it's on a just above water i feel like it's floating and we then yeah so like Michael Jordan is even playing at like Comiskey Park or Wrigley Field. He's he's like playing in a backyard. There's like a humble humility to it. Yeah. We are introduced to LeBron James at like peak. He's the greatest thing ever. Incredible. You can't get away from him. Yeah. And then his son doesn't care about basketball and wants to make a video game. And I just don't believe that LeBron James would be like, what? Well, that's what's weird because I know, <laughs> I know LeBron. I'm not a fan of him personally. as a basketball player, but I know him personally. I am not a fan of LeBron as a basketball player. I am a fan of him as a humanitarian. He, if nothing else, is very human and is very caring about this. So my immediate thing was like, I don't believe this. Like, I, I don't believe that LeBron would be in a household where he would be like, hey, I don't care what you want to do, son. You're going to play ball and you're going to love it whatever your hopes and dreams are screw all that this is what i this is what i brought you into this world for it just didn't read correctly and i was like i don't think some of that might be because lebron's not 
good enough of an actor to do that but that's neither here nor there i just don't think it was necessary i was like you could have done this in a different way to get these two characters apart to go into this weird weird internet world you wanted them to go to this just just doesn't feel earned i don't buy that this multi-millionaire cares so much about what his son wants to do with his life that he's going to concoct this 1980s storyline of like you better like sports yeah especially when like video games now make more money than anything else and esports yeah. exists i think that's the other problem like this is existing in present day where gaming is like at an all-time high this that doesn't make any sense if your kid wants to go into gaming you're like shit go that way if that's what you think you can do good all, at, go that way all lebron's son has to do to be successful in life is wait yeah like he doesn't need to worry about money or what his dad thinks no it doesn't matter no it's a bizarre way to 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 enter into this world and then when they split like even the argument they have the the pitch meeting that they have i was just like why would you argue with in front of all these executives yeah i was like i don't feel like this makes any sense Everybody in that boardroom immediately should have been like, well, LeBron's an asshole, right? right. LeBron's a dick. We don't really want him to be our brand ambassador. Everybody's, it's not like everybody in that room was like, oh, your son wants to make a video game? No. They're what like, oh my loser. God, that's cool. They're like, that's a bad, that's a great idea. His and then wife LeBron's is like, he, she's made his own world. <laughs> he's built it. It's incredible. And he's just like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> You th- yeah. you would have thought that the whole thing was going to be like the Santa Claus, where at the end somebody had to like give LeBron a Game Boy, and he'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like you 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 would have thought that this was actually just like spite. Like yeah, yeah. It's 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 a weird way to go into this movie based on one that who LeBron truly is. But just like, why would you make it so that he's so aggressive? So that while I'm watching this movie. I don't like him. Like him going through these things with the Looney Tunes. I'm supposed to care about this character. You've made it so that I don't like him. And the guy that I do like or the guy that I do care is now hanging out with the bad guy. So I'm confused to what I'm supposed to be latching onto here. Yeah. So then we got to do that for 30 minutes, um, which is where I was like, oh, man. And then finally, because Don Cheadle, nobody likes his program which he made and already is a known, I don't, there was no real world counterpart to Don Cheadle. No. So I was very confused when they were like, well, we don't like Warner Brothers 3000. And I was like, so what did you do go you with? know that you've created an AI or? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's a kid's movie, whatever. Whatever. So then that it sucks into the server verse. We got to see the Game of Thrones planet and the DC planet. And we end up at the rejects with the Looney Tunes. The Monstars in Space Jam. Simple villain. Mm-hmm. My theme park sucks. I need Looney Tunes. If they lose in basketball, a sport they've decided to play because all of my teammates are tiny, I simply will own them. Right. Don Cheadle's plan, <laughs> algorithm. Yeah, because you know we're creative. Uh, yeah, we figure that one out. <laughs> is to seduce LeBron's son mm-hmm. into beating his dad with his own game, so that everyone can see how good the program is. I was sitting here the entire time, like hold on no matter what you do algorithm 
at some point, his son's going to be like, hey, that is still my dad. So whatever we're doing, we got to stop because this well, isn't going to work. And his son also never seems to grasp that, like, Don Cheadle's evil. He, he has it, sucked yeah. real people into the Matrix. Yeah. Like and real he's people, threatening to own, delete animated people. Your own family have has lives. been sucked in here. So at some point, you have to realize that no matter what he is telling you, it is evil. And he's not being quiet about it. He gets no. on the on the stage and is like, I have LeBron's son who thinks I'm awesome. And if you guys lose, I'm going to keep all of you here forever. And I'm going to kill the Looney Tunes. And LeBron's kid who like can see his mom and parents are just like, fine. Cool. This is what dad gets for being like, my game's not that good. Yeah, I can't, I can't do what and I want to do. I, I just the whole time was like, God, I want him to beat his kids so bad. I do too. Like, because I, like, like this is horrible. <laughs> well, that's where I got stuck in this weird conundrum where I'm like, I don't like either of them because LeBron being the person like, hey, I don't want you to go do what you want to do. You got to do what I want to do. And then this kid being what they made to be seem like an imbecile. Like, how do you not realize what's happening here? And now you just don't care about your family or anybody else besides yourself because you can't go make your damn game. I don't care about any of you. And I want you, I want Pennywise to kill all of you. <laughs> well, that was... The other thing I kept saying, I was like, okay, fine, serververse, let's, because the best part of the movie was playing with all these IP. So, like, fine. Um, that being said, Batman, Superman, Batgirl, Green Lantern, The Flash, Martian, The Manhunter, uh, a yeah. lot of, a lot of Wonder people. Wonder Woman, Kong is there. So, <laughs> screw who's there for a minute. There's a supervillain that just announced the destruction of a world. I feel like Superman and Batman of the Justice League should have immediately been like, oh, well, let's so stop the, oh, him. Okay, so that's what's weird to me because that's where I was I was trying to have, I was kind of having a problem. That shield should have come down and Batman should've. should have just been like, I figured out how to beat him. Let's get him. That's where I was having an issue. I was like, are these characters that they're sucking in one-to-ones, are, are they the real life, like real life, are they the real version of Superman? Are they real version or are they like a carbon copy of him? Because if they're the real version of you, you're correct. Why are they just sitting here watching basketball? Stop this. <laughs> like, you should and, be ending this immediately. And then, like, so the whole time, because then you got the goon. So, okay. Monstars and Goon Squad. I don't know the Monstars' names. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's an Oscar-winning movie or that it's even, like, a more fun movie than just, like, remember the 90s. Yeah. But, like, the Monstars each had a personality, and they each had, like, a voice, and they each had a bit. The Goon Squad was just this like hodgepodge of CGI that just kept being like, what are you going to do, King? I'm a spider with webs. And oh, I'm wet and I'm hot at the same time, motherfucker. It's, it's real weird, too, because if you don't know these characters, like, uh, like these basketball players in real life, they don't really step into any of this or information in here. But Dame Lillard, who is the one who has the clock, he has a saying that when he plays basketball, he's like, oh, it's Dame time. That would be useful information to an audience who does not play basketball. Or who oh, does yeah, not know I didn't know that. I just thought we had a dude to stop time. Stop time. His whole thing is like, oh, it's Dame time. So that's why when he plays with the watch, it makes sense. Uh, the guy who's wet and cold, wet fire, Clay Thompson, he, his nickname on the duo on the court is called Splash Brothers. So he's super wet, which means when you're on, when you're like, you can make it from anywhere, but you're also on fire. So that's why they do that. That information is useful to an audience that does not know this, but they don't do any of that type of information in this game. They're like, cool, you either know it or you don't. If you don't, F you. 
Yeah, so that is that almost changes what I was going to say because they actually then do have very distinct personalities, but we don't know any of that. No. So I just kept being like, well, why not? Why isn't Don Cheadle instead doing some like, aren't you tired of the heroes winning? Join my team and the villains will be the ones who win and I'll redo the server verse. And now all the movies will be that the Joker wins. And then like reverse flash could just be mm-hmm. your speedster. And you can have all of these villains on your team that we all recognize and know and love instead of squinting at like Mario party three sprites trying to figure out who's who when like the penguin has jeans on and you've just hired somebody who's not Arnold Schwarzenegger to be to look like the freeze in a row. Yeah. I was like, I was like, my brain was like, Oh, is that the freeze? I was like, did they get, did they superimpose Arnold on in Batman in there? Or did they get somebody? I was like, no, that's clearly someone else dressed up as freeze. This is ridiculous. Then I started seeing that from everybody from the nun to Pennywise and whatnot. I see the Animaniacs are up on the roof. I'm like, I don't understand what the point of all of this is. Money and synergy. <laughs> well, that's what's but, funny about all that is like I'm sitting here. I'm, I bet you the Warner Brothers heads were like, "Yo, let's put everything we possibly own in there." Without even watching, they have to have not watched some of these films because some of these movies, you're like, "I don't think these characters belong in a kids' film. I don't think we should put these folks here." But no one cared. They're like, "Hey, we they're all together. Put it all of it." It's such a shame because the stuff that I did like about the movie, I'll stop ripping it apart now. And because I did not dislike it, I just there's a lot in it that I'm like, what are, what are we doing here? But like once we got to Bugs and he's just alone and he's doing the big chungus and he's doing rabbit season, duck season, and say your line, loved it. He's got this Elmer Fudd pumpkin, loved it. We start going to, from planet to planet. We've got Lola Themyscira. We've got Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner and Mad Max. We've got Foghorn Leghorn and Game of Thrones. With some of, all of those bits, except for Granny and Speedy in the Matrix, made me laugh hysterically. Gotcha. Witness me on the sign. Great. I say, I say, winter is coming. Great. I loved all. All the stuff with Wiley e. Coyote, like I thought he was fantastic in this movie, especially the the, the stuff where he was he was basically the one that brought them back into the game. I thought that was cool. Um, and- Lola really was the the centerpiece of the the Looney Tunes as a whole. I mean, I guess that works when you put in Zendaya as the voice. You're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give her most of the meat of. Well, what she we're doing. was the basketball player in Space. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it makes sense, but I was like, could we not have cut 15 minutes of LeBron being a bad dad? And well, done, I think and done, where was Gossamer, Terrence? I want to see Gossamer in Pennywise world. Where yeah. was Gossamer? I think that's where I sat, like even before I went in, like I was like, all right, cool, let me watch Space Jam. And then I saw that that tag. I was like, hour 54. I know for a fact the other one was only like 87 minutes or 88 minutes could possibly be in this movie that is so pertinent that we need to add an extra 30 minutes of padding onto it and after watching the film i cannot answer that question because i still don't know what design stuff in there well that's what's weird (laughs) right is like the first one was so michael's story and this one is so like lebron's kids story but they make him the villain so lebron can learn a lesson and in doing so they kind of take out his agency so then I'm like, well, Bugs has the most interesting story of like all of my friends left mm-hmm. for not being who they really are, which is then like how they win the game is like, we're all just trying to be LeBron. Right. We're all trying to fit in somewhere else. We should just be tunes and LeBron should just let his son be his son. 
it's not a bad theme and it's not a bad parallel. It just isn't, it's just filtered through nonsense. Yeah. And in doing so, I was like, well, I, I just want to see more of where this is hitting hard, which is in the insanity of like who is where. Cause I also like, I'm a sucker for like, we went to the animated DC planet. And I was like, who's here? And then we went to the matrix and I was like, who's in the matrix? I gotta know, this is great. If we're gonna have all these properties, if we're gonna have Hanna-Barbera characters run up, why wasn't there, why wasn't there a Hanna-Barbera scene? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't there a scene with, with Huckleberry Hound and, and Elmer Fudd or, you know, like crossovers are, are everywhere now. They've been everywhere forever. So I'm like, just keep giving me that. I don't care about Le- superstar LeBron James in his multi-million dollar house. Yeah, I think I think you that also did part, no work to make him humble. He's right. So I think that part is so sloppy that it doesn't really resolve. And because you, because I'm sitting here like I don't think I don't think the way that we handle this and the way this is all done, the way that they switch Dom going back to to, to LeBron's team was like this. Just feels this isn't clean or earned. It just happens to be we need to get there because of, we only have about 20 minutes left in the script. And so I wish if we're going to be that sloppy with it all, then yeah, I think we spend more time on the Looney Tune characters and, and those bits, because that is some of the parts that are actually actively working about this movie. Um, if nothing else, I do hope that kids walk away with this, having some a little bit more love or care for the Looney Tunes, that they kind of do a deep dive on their own about some of the good stuff that Looney Tunes are in. Yeah, I you know, then we kind of get to the like, Cause I guess that's really the movie. Cause then the end is just like, they win and it's fine. And we have the, the fake self sacrifice, but you can't kill a tune. You're not, yes. You're not we don't even tunes. try to explain why bugs is around just in the real world. Yeah. I was like, okay, um, sure. Which yeah, more interesting premises, bugs, buddy, the real world, hanging out with LeBron. Um, we had the monsters and the crowd. So I was like, well, if we're gonna, uh, all right. We barely really addressed that they had done this before. I, I liked the Michael B. Jordan joke. Oh, that get, that bit was great. That whole bit was fantastic. But I, I kept going back and forth. I was like, hold on. I am confused. Is this movie saying that Space Jam 1 before happened or if it was a film? Because here's where it got confusing. In his pitch meeting, Space, Man, Space Jam 1 poster is in the pitch. And I'm like, hold up. Yeah. Are they saying that this is a movie that exists outside of this franchise or like was Michael, are we are addressing the Looney Tunes have seen Michael Jordan come here well, before? Yeah, and then when they get Lola, she's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I don't know where this exists on the zeitgeist. Like, is this a part of the world or just saying a separate thing? No, I don't think we'll ever know because no. I don't think they know. No. Uh, yeah, so why? Why 25 years, we're here now. Sequel, remake, reboot. What is this... Is this the first time on our not the first time? Is this one of the few times on a show where we really have to be like, it's money? They want to they want to show off their IPs. Yeah, they want to they want to do a quick ca- and it, I mean it worked. It made a lot of money. It made it made it did well. Thirty one point seven and knocked off Widow. I, like here's the thing. I think uh, Warner Brothers has been one of the studios for a while that has been actively searching for an IP. So they've been searching for anything that has ever existed in the past that they've had. Like hey, if we bring this back. Can we do a way to pump up our our other IPs? And this is the perfect sort of window to be like, all right, we can bring back Space Jam and we can also throw everything that we possibly have in the kitchen sink to see what sticks. Um, they've been trying hard with, once they lost Harry, once Harry Potter stopped, they're like, 
shit we don't have it what will we do with all of these giant horror properties and these superhero properties and these animated properties and because you keep shitting the bed with the dc stuff uh those fantastic beasts are not good so you kind of like we're spinning our wheels and trying to find something and that's what i think they've been doing and the space jam hits it's done well but i think they're going to now say come out of this and like all right what can we also do to sort of bring more ip back to us to kind of get our, our ball rolling. Um, I didn't think it would be Space Jam. I didn't think this would do well enough to, I didn't think Looney Tunes had enough of a draw. And I oh, still don't think they I, did. Uh, I was like, it's it's going to make so much money. Oh, you did? You did, you thought it would? I did you not. You cannot. Look, we have been doing 80s nostalgia longer than I've been alive, which is not true, but it feels <laughs> that way. We've done so little like 90s, 90s like this, this is like mid mid to late gargoyle yeah space like jam, that darkwing duck era powers the curdly yeah. dog powerpuff girls dexter's lab looney tunes on reruns there there's so much in that decade that we just have kind of not mined yet yeah from both warner brothers and nickelodeon and disney that it is like it's time it is like we, we were we've been sitting here waiting for this movie and and that decade of group or age group is now at an age where they can show their kids or show their or and take, it's lebron money. james it I is mean, who's I, still when, the biggest like as much as i don't like him. this i was like look i don't think anybody will ever be as big as michael jordan was. but this is the closest you're gonna get i don't and i could be wrong but like twitter didn't exist then and i lived in chicago i don't i don't really know but lebron is as close as you're gonna get it's as close as you're going to get. Um, I think it was different at that point in time because you didn't have as much access to the players as you did. Michael, it was just a different thing. Like NBA at that point in time was just insane. And Michael was like a, a rock star, especially that, that basketball team he came back to in the 96. When you add Robin to it, they were like a globetrotting rock, rock star team going from city to city. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. No. In any sport no. since. Um. But LeBron is the closest with it because with social media presence and all that stuff, he is the cl- the biggest name. Um, and I think they 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 clearly hit a gold mine here. I mean, this is doing this is doing well. I don't. It's interesting. I'm interested to see how this does post this week. Um, and I also think that number is super impressive because HBO Max is free. Like once you have HBO Max, you don't have to pay anything else on top of it. Whereas those Black Widow numbers are a little bit elevated because you have to spend extra money that number might be higher than 31.7 because I would imagine that the households who actually watched Space Jam at home, I didn't go to the theater to see it. I watched it at home. It's it's higher than 31.7. Like that number is a low number. And for I what mean, I actually look, Space saw Jam merchandise wise has made like a billion dollars. Yeah. So I, and you know, it, it's a different it, world. There's not a Warner Brothers store anchoring malls anymore. Right. I, which and, I miss so much. Here's the thing that I have to say. Um, I am an adult. You are an adult. Neither of us have kids. Legally, uh, yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Um, we, we feel, I didn't like it at all. You were so-and-so on it. But I will say we are not also not the audience for it. My goddaughter texted me and she said she loved it. Um, it's got an A minus cinema score. So I think they're, the kids who this is made for seem to be enjoying this for whatever it is. 
they, they seem to be enjoying it. Although I think it's a bit long in tooth. I think if it was shorter, they might love it more. Um, but they seem to not have a problem with that length. So I, I think at the yeah, end of the day, I, that's who they care about more. It's so interesting because we have a show that's like, let's compare the original and the other one. But I am seeing just so many people our age be like, the first one though. And I'm like, okay, we can like, well, that's, we grew up. It's not for us. Yeah, I think that's a thing too. I, I know I just a, spent 40 minutes doing this. <laughs> I think there's a rose colored glasses that looks back at that film. Because I, I will be honest with you. I have said at the beginning, I don't think that film is... Oh, really that good? Nor do I think this one is good. I will say structurally as a film, this is a better made movie. Uh, I still rather watch that first one more just because it's shorter. It gets me in and out. Whereas this one, I was like, this sort of slogs through a lot of the stuff that I just don't need to spend time with. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. It's not really worth getting worked up about. Like, I don't, I don't it's, care enough, right? Like, it's I, like with, so we, we talk about this with we talk about this stuff, type of stuff with music and hip hop and stuff. We're like, yeah, I, I, I don't care about half the stuff that comes out today. If you give me a new Nas album, a new Breast in Peace, a new DMX album, I will listen to that because I that's more my speed. I care about that. But if you say that this other stuff is your thing, cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I, I can't shit on that because I remember when I was that age and a DMX came out, they were like, what the hell are you listening to? So I, I guess I'm at the age now where I've aged out of that and I can't really crap on it more than saying this isn't for me. I just don't have the energy. And I feel yeah. like I'm going to argue that what we just did is different because we compared the two. We were like, look, he's just rude. In this yeah. One. yeah. Uh, but who knows? Maybe I'm hypocritical and we just spent an hour ripping apart a children's movie because, <laughs> because the people demand content. Uh, so I don't know. I don't have an answer to it. I think if you're on the internet freaking out about something that came out when you were 10, calm down a little bit, but also like get into it a little bit. I don't know. Everything in moderation, including moderation. No, what ruined your childhood was growing up. That's the (laughs) only time ruined your childhood. Taxes effed up your childhood. (laughs) Taxes, capitalism, and needing a nine to five job and the bags under your eyes. That ruined your childhood. Space Jam 2 just sort of is there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was fine. I just, it's, I don't know. I probably could have sat here and spent more time being like, the Looney Tunes were fun and less time being like, and then he's got to be in this house. But you spent most of your movie in this house being like making me deal with this. And I just don't care. I'm here for Bugs Bunny. Although I would love a Tony Hawk one. (laughs) I don't know. Is there anybody else that's big enough sports wise? I'm trying to think that would be like, can we do this Tiger Woods, if it was 20 years per, ago? I say about five years, eight years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Serena, maybe like the Williams is probably, you could probably do I would watch that. Yeah. Look, it's this is like, it's like the Mario sports games. You put the characters I like in the sport and I'll watch it. Right. I'll play Mario golf if I can like be Yoshi and hit a ball at a toadstool. <laughs> that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. If you want to be like today, the Looney Tunes are partnering with, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock to do wrestling jam. I'm watching that. I'm home. <laughs> Yeah. right I'm, I'm in and i don't care so i'm like great get a bowling one i don't give a shit yeah as long as i can watch the looney tunes be loony and yeah. i can watch the internet be loony in response to it and we can sit here and laugh and then be like we shouldn't get too worked up about it after getting worked after up about it worked up yeah uh, <laughs> and the wheel will keep spinning and you will leave us a review on itunes and you will let us know what you thought and as well as a comment on our uh youtube channel and you can follow the show at Hollywood Already Did It on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at, as always, Blake. And Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. And you can find everything else we do on the Hollywood Already Did It podcast and YouTube channel with You Can't Do That Anymore and Marvel pair-ups. 
a show about movies that you might not be able to make anymore and another one about marvel television shows like loki wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier paired up with a movie in the genre of the show i also do how do you figure about action figure collecting and terrence has all of our reactions and reviews on the hollywood channel and we will see you all uh next yeah. week maybe for maybe. snake eyes maybe i don't know la is changing <laughs> right so we'll see later <laughs>